podcast on sci-fi, philosophy, religion, politics, gaming, and anything else taboo. Uh, I'm Tara Smith, and I'm joined here by Ben Benasic. Uh, we are two P. I'm reading the thing. I'm reading the wrong. Yeah, so we're, we're for the listeners at home. Tara actually has the thing in front of her this week. It, it, <laughs> every do. week, you guys don't see behind the scenes, but I say. Oh, would you like to do the intro or would you like me to? And she's like, no, 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 I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> this uh, week, she had it in front of her and it's I taken still stuffed feet. it up. Ah, yeah. sorry, no. sorry. So, ah. yeah, Tara Smith, um, fresh from the hospital. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I've been out for a while now, you know, and mm. there's only been a few side effects. Like, I've got like a rash all across my body. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> No, no, I'm actually, well. <laughs> I'm actually fine. Um, Tom's signing up for the COVID nineteen trial on Friday, so that's, trying that's a new the one. trial of the vaccine, not trial to get COVID nineteen. <laughs> yeah, that's how, right. Just how he goes. Yep. Yeah. So it's American brand, he said. So not from Wuhan, which would have been interesting right. for all the pandemic conspiracy theorists. Is it um, hydrochloxal? <laughs> Hydrochlor- hydrochloroquine. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. That stuff sends me for a spin. I, I, I'm quite fascinated in the hydrochloroquine and the kind of bleach mm. um, aesthetic. It's quite interesting. Let's try it. It's amazing. <laughs> Trump, Trump believes in it. It's, oh, it's I know. Yeah. Oh, there's some interesting stuff going around still. Um, but anyway, how's things with you? What's been? We should do a COVID-19 conspiracy theory special. That would be quite yeah. fun. Bring it BYO best theories. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, like we did with our students. Um Back in RLST 1.02 or 1.05 days. We used to, um, I don't know, we say say inside things all the time. So we should give some context. We used to um, give people group work and they'd come with two weird religions and one made up and one real and have to present it to the class. Um, My favourite was the the religion of... um, it was Kobe. <laughs> no, Kobe's religion. Yeah. So Kobe Bryant. Um, yeah. And it was called the goat religion because he's the goat. Um, and it was presented by an American student. Um, and she very convincingly said that she's, you know, from this hometown and it's really small and it's this small, you know, religious cult thing that started up. And like she actually did her own graphics and everything and, you know, presented <laughs> it on the, the screen and it was just, yeah, quite awesome. Um, and it was all just That's made really up. really cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I um, add in an extra element where I collect, you know, how I collect um, religious kind of paraphernalia so i would yeah. have them pick two from there as well so then they had to research where the, these brochures and stuff are from so i thought that always added a bit more fun and people still collect them for me too so i have people on the streets if they find anything fun <laughs> so Funny. it's, it's yeah. pretty cool That's um cool. so what's new with you since we last uh, well um i have a confession to make so Ooh, okay yeah I'm, I'm playing magic again is it Oh, soy is better than dairy milk. Is that the confession? No, no. Soy will never be de- better than dairy milk. Soy is <laughs> disgusting. It's terrible. Um, it's not real milk as well. <laughs> Unless we, we call like real milk, like dairy milk. Like, it's spelled with a yeah. Y, Ben. It's M-Y-L-K. Oh, milk. <laughs> My- milk. milk. <laughs> it's milk. <laughs> um, no, I've been playing magic again. Oh, um, yeah? 
Yeah, so Magic Arena online. Um, and I've constructed a, um, a Chandra red deck with lots of goblins and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I've gone up rank ranks already. So this is not good. It's, it's really not good. Um, Why is it not, not good? You're spending all your money on cards. No, it doesn't cost you any money online because yeah, it's just free to play online. Um, oh, so all the cards are there. You don't it's, you don't actually play with yeah. physical. Yeah, cards. yeah, it depends on how well you play. So I've I've paid for one draft to go into it, which is, um, I think it's ten dollars or something, um, and that allowed me to do. You can play unlimited games, but unlock unlocks more cards, and if you get more on card cards unlocked, then you should be winning games. You win games and then, yeah, you get more packs to unlock. So based upon that one um, draft that I did, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's unlocked like a lot of stuff for me. Plus Friday nights, everyone jumps on and then you get heaps of different packs. So um, it's a replacement for Friday Night Magic in stores. So it's, mm -hmm. it's really big online. Um, and for 24 hours, you can always um, get a Friday Night Magic game, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I've been doing that. And then I've also drafted at home uh with jack jumpstart which is a, a magic box um so yeah it's it's not good i'm into cards again um i always said that i was never gonna do it with the store like i was never ever gonna get back into it and through the covid crisis the beginning i was like not nah, not nah, not doing it um yeah. and then bloody wizards of the coast released a set with godzilla in it and I love Godzilla, so I started collecting those Godzilla lands. Uh, sorry, Godzilla cards, and I've got the Godzilla lands coming. Uh, and now it's just downhill. So I yeah. don't think it's that unusual for someone that runs a game store that specialises in cards to also be into cards themselves. <laughs> so yeah, I know, and I've always been into cards, but I've always like tried, tried not to, to <laughs> stay out of it because you know, I've, well, you know me, so I, I collect a lot of video games and arcade machines and stuff yeah so that, i think i think me and everybody that listens knows that by now yeah yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> so i don't really need another hobby doing this yeah. stuff um but it's just easy like sitting on the lounge and just playing a quick game for 10 minutes on my laptop yeah um, that makes sense hmm. that's my justification anyway <laughs> <laughs> what have you been doing are you getting into uh... Yu-Gi-Oh or pokemon no, we haven't really been playing cards, but I've been playing Cuphead because I've got it for the um, Switch. For the Switch. Yeah, yeah. nice. So I had game. it on PC, but I when I saw that it was on um, Switch, it's just I can set it up on the TV. It's a lot easier. Yeah. Um, so I'm so addicted. Like Tom doesn't really get it, but every time I'm lose, I'm like again, <laughs> again, yeah. and I just go again and again and again. It's so it's hard like, though, eh? It's just so addictive because you're like, next time I'll do it. Next time I'll get it. And you never yeah. do, <laughs> you know. And then later, I know I, you've played it too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, later in the one of the islands, you get to like the well of tears or something. It tells you how many <laughs> times you've died. So I haven't got to that part yet because um, <laughs> yeah, it's you just, don't it see takes that. you such a long time. But it's um, I love the music and like yeah. the aesthetic of the game. So that's been kind of fun. That's cool. Um, so I've been playing that in Animal Crossing as usual. Um. Mm. What else? I went on a big walk on Saturday, went up to the Blue Mountains and did a hike that um, normally it should take us like an hour there, hour back, but we parked the car at the top of um, the main road because we didn't want it to get bogged and then walked that part and then we're going to walk it back. So it took like, instead of taking two hours, it was sort of six hours. Oh, jeez. 
and it was quite steep too. And at the end, as I was walking back, I really didn't want to do that last bit of on the road. And um, mm. we saw a ute parked there and I, I ran to the ute. I'm like, please wait, sir. Please, can you give us a lift at the top of the hill? <laughs> we don't want to do it. And the guy's like, yeah, fine, hop in. So then we got to get the ute all the way back up. So it was like, I was winning. I was so stoked. So um, it, it shaved off two hours. Um, so it was awesome. Yeah, nice. Uh, Especially at the end, you're like, oh, I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was fun. And then on Sunday, I helped my friend Ellie at the markets in Marrickville for raising money for um, animal rescue. But um, it was so sad. So she, she'd been growing succulents for the last, like, three months mm. in little pots to sell, pots that she'd salvaged on the side of the road. And then she'd gotten recycled knits, which are, like, pouches that everyone had sewn for the bushfires but yeah. they'd had it extra. So people were donating them. And so she's wrapped the pots in it. So it was really quite pretty little pots and succulents. She had it on this table um, at like seven o'clock. So we got there and she's really keen to sell them. And then um, this woman came with like a boisterous, like pit bull kind of dog. And the dog kept jumping, jumping, jumping. And the third time it jumped, knocked the table, the table slid over and every single pot slid off and smashed on the ground. It was so devastating. And she was like, the lady's just like standing there, the dog's still jumping up, and my friend's just like, leave, just like, please leave. <laughs> and so, yeah, plants, like, it was devastating. Um, so that was pretty sad. But we made, end up making like 2000 something dollars. So in, in the end, it was pretty good. Shit, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and this will go towards, um, uh, our friend, or not a friend, but a guy we know who's doing colony trapping um, in, and I can't remember what suburbs he's in, but uh, we'll help desex a few cats, so that's good. Hmm. Yeah, so that was, that was pretty much all I've done, really, this week. I've been writing a paper on the, that Greek director that I like, that you've never seen any of his films, Yorgos Lanthimos, um, and I've been working on the PhD a bit. Hmm. The cats are doing things behind you, aren't they? The cats are doing things that they're jumping around, walking up and down the <laughs> cat tree thing, which is destroyed. Hey, don't touch that. Naughty little cats. Mm. We're, uh, we've got Pitter on the wet food diet now. Oh, yeah. Is he gaining a bit of weight? No. Nah. Oh, really? But he's eating it? Yeah. Yep. So. I don't know. We will have to weigh him and see he like, you know, in a couple of weeks, I guess, if he's gained any weight at all. Yeah. Yeah, one pouch a day, smashes it. Um can't tell the difference. Like, How long has he been doing it for though? A week. Yeah. If it's still if it's still not gaining any weight after a while, you might need to just take him to the vet and make sure he hasn't got anything internally. But I guess if he hasn't lost his appetite, it's like he should be okay. It's fine. It's like running around, he's happy, sleeps well, he's Yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe he's just thin cat. He's got one thin mm. cat, one fat cat. <laughs> it's true. Just the, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, Should we get into it? Yeah. Yeah. Who is Assange? Ooh, who is Julian Assange? What is WikiLeaks? What is? Uh, so I, I forget who suggested this. I don't know why we suggested it. I think you suggested it because we were going to do something on Anonymous and I think we're thinking about Anonymous because we're thinking about Scientology. Did they do some kind oh, of... Oh, like yes. Yeah, that's the link. Okay, yeah, because they, they attacked... Oh, 
and it's got to do with the Jesus Christians as well. With Does the it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those that couple that left the Jesus Christians actually campaigned for Assange's release. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, so it's like got this weird crossover. Plus, it has to do with Scientology because of Anonymous and the attack on um, the Scientology as well. So yep. we uh, focused on four main documentaries which yep. is Sex, Lies, and Julian Assange from 2012. Yep. Uh, WikiLeaks, We Steal Secrets for 2013, which is a film directed by Assange as well, um, which is interesting. He didn't, he didn't direct um, Sex, Lies, and Julian Assange, which would have been disappointing. Like, I think a, a, an attack film on Assange directed by Assange would be amazing. Um, then there's Media Stan, uh, 2019, and Julian Assange. Oh, um, ben, uh, Assange had nothing to do with We Still Secrets, so he didn't participate oh, in the production. Was it Media, Media Stan that he... Yeah. Ah, okay, yeah, the other way. Okay, cool. Media Stan he directed. Um, and then Hero or Villain, 2019, which I think is a Four Corners. So, so is Sex, Lies, and Julian Assange. So the first yeah. and the last one we watched are both Four Corners. Yeah. But they didn't really advertise that because we, we saw them on Amazon Prime, yeah? Um, yeah. The, but then you're exactly. like watching it and you're like, hang on a second. It's Australians talking. Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that accent. Um, um, yeah. So, so we watched them in order as well. Um, yeah. So it's sort of most of it was focused around 2012, 2013. It was the last one that was 2019. That was sort of a bit more um, contemporary mm. um, with the content. Uh, so do you want to give a brief introduction on Julian Assange, Ben? Sure. So he's a dude, got white hair, he's Australian um, yeah. and he's a hacker. Um, um, not very like, I wouldn't say he's a, a hacker. He was, he was interested in it interested in technology um, and interested in media secrets. Um, there was a legal case very early on where he uh, was to get a trove of information, um, but the information wasn't actually sorted and he didn't really know what to do with that information. This is before WikiLeaks. Um, and that's where he became well known amongst the hacker community. Uh, he then travels to Europe, um, meets a number of people, starts up, a, a page called Wiki, uh, WikiLeaks, um, which was a repository of information or a place, place for people to, to use as a repository for information. And they promised anonymity uh, and promised to get the information out there as far-reached as possible. Uh, he then does a number of um, talks, I guess. So he makes himself the, the front face of WikiLeaks. Um, encouraging people to drop in information. Uh, and then uh, one uh, Chelsea Manning, or Bradley Manning at the time, uh, dropped the largest WikiLeaks um, trove of information, which was from US uh, war um, documents, uh, into WikiLeaks um, website. Um, and then the rest we can go through um, through the documentaries because I think that that's that's basically where everything kicks off. Yeah. Um, he still has connection to Australia, so he still recognises his Australian citizenship. He's run for the Senate before, um, not successful, but he, he ran for the Senate. Um, and yeah, yeah, and he's he's very quite 
um, derisive, if, that, uh, if that's the right word, or divisive, he's yeah. divisive, that's it. Yeah. So because he has either very strong supporters or often very um, people that hate him a lot mm. as well. So, and you got went through these four documentaries, you got to see a, quite a range of his supporters and those that, that really don't like what he's he's done either um and in in with that you have the sex scandals and um all sorts of sort of things that have happened that he's being criticized for um and i believe i tried to do a checkup to see what where he is now i think he is in prison in london still awaiting trial and it got prolonged so it was due i think for trial or something in march this year and it's been pushed because of covid in september and i think people are quite worried about him um catching COVID because he has some respiratory issues I read so mm. it's a bit bleak at the moment for Assange yeah because well, he's facing charges in the UK which aren't actually linked to the sex offence charges because it's it's an extradition not an extradition order it was an order to appear um, and he dodged that order so then the police said well if, if you're going to dodge the order we're going to have to charge you for that so yep. that's what he's facing charges on his claim is that if he faced the police then he would be captured and then there would be an extradition order to sweden and if there was an extradition order to sweden then there would be an extradition order to the us as soon as he leaves the ecuadorian embassy where he was uh there was an uh, a extradition request by the us yeah so yeah so it's sort of like two things running concurrently there's the fact that Julian Assange does seem quite paranoid. So, and, if, and yeah. one of the documentaries talks about that, that he started off being super um, paranoid that people were out to get him and, and did all these measures. He was very um, nomadic. He never stayed in the same place for very long. Um, he was very kind of secretive and everyone was sort of thinking he was quite paranoid, but those same skills he was able to use when shit got hit the fan. Yeah. So that, that he, those were actually in use. So it's difficult when you are watching these documentaries to just get a gauge of whether what was real and what was just Julian was afraid of, you know, mm. like because he is such a strange kind of a strange character. So that was sort of running a thread through all four documentaries as well. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, okay, well, do you want to go back to Sex Lies and Julian Assange? Yeah. Um, uh, maybe actually before we do that. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure how much Manning's going to come up afterwards, but uh, did you watch much extra stuff on Manning at all? I had seen a long time ago a documentary about, I can't remember what it was, but about um, Chelsea Manning. So yeah. I had seen a little bit on that and I think it was, which one went through all the, the conversations between her and that other hacker? I think it was maybe the second one goes quite deeply into the yeah. conversations that they had. Um, but I just... Throughout the whole thing, I just feel really sorry for her because I, I do believe that she put a lot more, she had a lot more to lose than Julian. I think that what I don't like about how these videos are portrayed is that she's sort of get her stories get gotten a little bit lost yeah. because it's become the Julian show. And it's like, well, she was tortured. Do you know what I mean? Like she has gone through a lot of shit and yet mm. Julian's the hero of the story by just providing a space to upload all those documents where she actually snuck those documents out of the a military base. So I guess I, that's part of the thing that bothered me a lot was just that it seems like her story is being forgotten a bit. I think so. Yeah. So Manning, um, uh, born Bradley Manning, um, was serving in the U S military, uh, IT buff, um, was in charge of, 
uh, well, actually not in charge, but worked with getting data and information from um, the Middle East uh, for the US. And because of that data um, and, and having a source of that information was able actually to log into all of the servers and get um, private correspondence and um, intel reports between different um, parties. Um, he ends up, uh, he at the time ends up capturing that information and releasing it to Wikipedia, uh, WikiLeaks. Uh, he was in conversation with another hacker on Twitter. That hacker lets their friend know who is in the US military that it was uh, Manning that gave that information to WikiLeaks. And then um, from then Manning was put under detention, um, had to be naked in a room without any blankets and standard attention naked for a, a long period of time. Um, and yeah, didn't face a fair trial for quite some period. Yeah, I mean, she was in prison for like seven years, right? And then Obama pardoned her and then she was imprisoned again, I believe. Yeah, so um, after two years goes to gender, uh, does the gender transition and then um, four years after that was released uh, and pardoned by Obama. Um, the, there is a, a court case in 2019 where Manning was asked to appear um, to speak uh, against... Um, Julian Assange, uh, Manning refuses and then was put into prison for less than a week. Yeah, I think that was in the last video that we watched too. Mm. So that talked that was yeah, and a little snippet that was was given there. Um, Manning has run for um, parliament um, uh, against a governor uh, in a very safe democratic space. Um, so didn't get much um, support, but is doing it just to to raise. Um, the cause of um, uh, gender um, uh, gender transitions, um, people and their rights, um, and now makes money speaking um, and yeah. going to different universities and speaking about that experience. Not yeah. so much the experience of stealing information, um, yeah. but is still interested in IT and um, you know data. Yeah, but those conversations between her and the hacker were just devastating because you could see yep. her insecurities and she was going through a massive transition between, you know, beginning to feel like she identifies more as a woman yep. and to have that trust, you know, and one, you could say rightly that why did she put all this trust in another hacker that she barely knew, right? There is that. So I'm not saying that it's, you know, all the, the ha um, hacker's fault, but that was still like, she was, you know, so trusting and it was so horrible that he he dobbed her in essentially like, you know, and yeah. later in the, in the last video, I think you see him being interviewed and he's crying. And he's like, Oh, I really regret it. And blah, blah, yeah. blah. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, cry me a river. <laughs> I don't have a lot of sympathy for that guy, man. Like not at all. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I agree. Well, he's on the talking circuit as well and talks about, you know, what's that, that period. Um, and it's pretty grotesque. Like it's, I don't see the reason why, he did what he did. I don't get it. Because he's not, he wasn't fundamentally against the, the information that was stolen. Um, so then why give up someone who did it? I, I don't, I don't get I it. I think There's, he says it was like national pride or something. I just thought like, you know, uh, if it was me, I think in the same situation, I would maybe advise them not to do it or to seek some other one, uh, 
sort of approval, but I would see it as a non-action. Like I wouldn't see it was my duty to to dob them in. I mean, yeah, I guess I, he, maybe he was worried about being an associate or something. I don't know. I don't know. But it's very, very sad. It is very sad. Um, yeah, and and I agree. Those those conversations were very raw. Um, yeah. yeah, and the fact that they're out there in the world, it's pretty pretty heartbreaking. Um, yeah, and and also she's one of the things she says in one of the documentaries is that one of the things she hates the most is seeing pictures of herself plastered everywhere as a boy because that didn't represent her identity anymore. You know, that was yeah. like a major thing too. So it just, yeah, it seems shit, but I agree with you. She didn't seem to be resentful to, at all towards Julian Assange or WikiLeaks. Hmm. So it seems like that, because I think she went in that interview, they asked her like, what do you think about, do you blame Julian Assange or something like that? And she said no. And so, yeah. you know, it's, it's quite separate. Um, so I guess going through the documentaries, the first one um, that we watched was the Four Corners report from 2012. And it focused the most on the sex scandals from memory yes. so it focused a lot of what happened in sweden so i'm going to do a bad job recounting it um but essentially while assange was in sweden um he was staying with a, a i can't remember the do you know the women's name there's two women uh no but they've been removed from everywhere as well so we probably shouldn't say things because it's pending legal True. things um we'll so. just say that there were some women which uh had some issues around whether it was fully, not necessarily fully consensual, but whether condoms and things were being used or something. Whether a condom was broken during sex. Yep, exactly. So, hmm. See, uh, okay. Hard so, not to go into the details. <laughs> well, no, we can go through the details, but you can't say the names. I think that's oh, okay. the issue. Yeah. Right, so right. she's, he's staying with a woman and then goes to sleep with another woman. Yeah. Both consensual, consensual. There's no yeah. problem with that. Swedish law requires a condom to be used if um, it is requested, um, and it was requested. The problem was it was broken. Yeah. So one of the women wants Assange to have a HIV test, or an STD test rather, um, and Assange refuses. Um, says that there's no point going through the police for something like that. That's ridiculous. Um, and then is detained, released, and then promises to come back if requested by um, the police. Yeah. And then he sort of, he leaves the country, but under the understanding that if they did ask him to come back, he would. But then it becomes later that he feels that it's a trap, essentially, that if he goes to Sweden, that mm. they're in the pockets of America and they will send him straight, extradite him from there to America. Yeah. Um, but the the women in the, they when they're being interviewed, they seem to be quite reasonable. They just want to kind of sort out the thing. And I don't even think they were wanted to press charges, but the police took it on themselves mm. to press charges anyway. So yeah. it definitely seemed to be some sort of dodgy stuff going there. But what I did not like, whether it was, you know, because it seemed all a bit murky, was that Julian tried to really disconnect from the women and say, oh, like, I think deny it, that he didn't know them and all this sort of stuff, which mm. to me just seemed like a total... And he didn't stand up for them either. And they've got seriously bullied and harassed online by yeah. Wikipedia's, uh, WikiLeaks supporters. So that's one of the issues I had is that he didn't send stand up for them at all. He didn't say, look, please leave these women alone. You know, this is a private matter, blah, blah, blah. So that was one thing I really didn't like. And then the other was that he didn't separate 
the court case with WikiLeaks enough. And I, and I think mm -hmm. that's crit that critique is thrown in some of these documentaries is that he, by kind of being the front of WikiLeaks and taking on that persona, uh, he also then, it's confusing whether the funds that were raised for WikiLeaks were used for his court cases, like yeah. what, where that separation was. And I, I didn't really like that either. Like it should have been a private matter that WikiLeaks just a business or whatever it is, organization should have been kept really separate, I think. Mm, mm. Um, so that's yeah. one of the things I, did, I didn't like about that. But regardless, it seemed like there was something threatening going on by the Swedish government or by that, that there was some element there that I don't saying that I don't think those women were honey traps or anything like absurd like that. But I do think that the way the police react so quickly and some of the circumstances are a bit suspicious around it. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely yeah. agree. Um, and I think that that's the crux of the whole thing. Um, that the personality of Assange here is so large, um, which is why you know, we're, we're focusing this, this episode, I think, particularly on Assange rather than WikiLeaks. Cause you could, you could talk about WikiLeaks a lot and then end up talking about Assange anyway. Um, so getting to know this character and what he actually makes him tick, um, I think has been interesting. Um, and, and I, I seem to get that, um, I, I'm, I'm not on the side of the hackers, but you know, the people that, were part of WikiLeaks previously that have been stepped aside or bypassed because they're not um, in total agreement with Assange, or they see that WikiLeaks's focus should be on something different, not Assange all the time and the court case personally. Um, I think that there is a lot of merit to what they're saying, um, at least from the you know the information that's been presented to us by you know these these four pieces. Mm. It was also, it's an interesting strategy of Assange to, to become the persona of WikiLeaks. Like, I guess he wanted to create momentum around it, like in public interest. Like, I don't know, what do you think about all that? You know, because he's basically becomes a celebrity. And to yeah. me, he seems to really enjoy it. Like that's part of his personality, which I think is quite, um, he's got quite an ego on him. And you can tell, I feel like he's re he really enjoys being in the limelight. Yeah, yeah, no, he does, definitely. Uh and I think that that shows with how, you know, he calls media conferences and um, his organisation is really, really small in the beginning, um, but he's appearing like it's this large thing. He goes on the talking circuits before um, the Manning drop, um, so before the largest WikiLeaks leak, um, uh, and he's acting like it's this large thing and calling for people to, to give them um, the documents. So he's doing this um, and appearing like a celebrity at that point and that nomadic aspect and being quite hidden. Um, yeah, it shows uh, a, an element of narcissism that um, I think is evident now with how he's, he's put WikiLeaks through this, this process of being really the Julian Assange show. Totally. Hmm. Um, but I think if I think back on Julian Assange in general, I think about WikiLeaks, I think the project in itself begun as quite a, a really important and really great tool for allowing people a safe space to, you know, give up information that is really important. And then to me, it kind of goes on like a downward trajectory from the beginning. So it starts off really noble aspirations of, of getting information out there and then just slowly descends and descends and descends well, in quality. Yes and no. So I think, 
I agree with the Guardian journalists, really, on a lot of this. Um, so, Guardian has given a lot of space to WikiLeaks in the past, um, and they uh, so they've reported on a lot of things, but they've also redacted information like personal names because this is about real people that are, you know, in danger in these scenarios. And I'm not talking about US people or US military. I'm talking about individual people living in villages in war-torn countries, which are named in these documents. And then the information is just put out there. Uh, and that's where I found media stand the, the, the hardest documentary to watch because I started out uh, do you want to talk about media stand now or do you want to talk about the other um we steal secrets before um no, i i i to be honest they're all sort of blurring my mind so i don't mind if okay. we just talk about them more generally all right okay um so media stand is the story of assange selling sending a group of people to go through the stan countries so um to, to just get to Uzbekistan, um uh, Uzbekistan. so you know the stands to try and get the information to local media sources about people that are trying to do coups or government corruption. Okay. So it starts to be quite a noble thing. Yeah. Um, you have these leaks of information that have got to WikiLeaks and they're not sure what to do with that information. So they, they want people to actually put it in the local newspapers. Yeah. Okay, and, so, they, and they, they, it's a very homemade sort of yeah. document. So it was released in 2013. Um, it's considered WikiLeaks Road Movie, which is like the WikiLeaks production team. Yeah. And it's about, I think it's about six members of uh, WikiLeaks staff traveling around Central Asia, um, directed by Johan Wolfstrom, probably saying that wrong, and produced by Assange. Uh, so they, they released this as defense against a documentary produced called The Fifth Estate, which was a sort of a Hollywood WikiLeaks film, very, I think, quite negative towards WikiLeaks. So they kind of produced this, I think, as to kind of counteract some of the negativity. Mm -hmm. And it came out very close to um, We Still Secrets, yeah? Like, is yep. that, yeah? Same year. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sorry, I just thought I'd put in some more context. No, no that's cool. That's cool. Um, so here. Are... It was also really hard to watch. I just found it really boring, to be honest. Oh, I well. So yeah, initially that's what I was thinking. Like, I this you know road movie, whatever. It's like these these people that are, you know, hackers or you know people that are inf interested in, um, you know, freedom of information or tearing government down, socialist anarchist type people um uh and yeah that's that's initially what I, I i took out of it but there's times when they're meeting with these journalists and the, the journalists of those countries and the journalists of the countries are saying that their bosses are in the u.s or they're they're owned by u.s um you know, media outlets. And so they can't put the information out there. They don't want to rock the boat too much. They want to, they want to put out anything in particular against the presidents or, you know, um, leaders in their local communities and they're just ignoring the corruption. Okay. So thought, okay, yeah, that's bad. But WikiLeaks has this information. And this is where I think the problem that I have with WikiLeaks is it's not the cause, it's the curation of the information. So if you've got information that's there in front of you, and we, we do this as in, 
Tara, you and I, we, we make choices on the basis of information that's put in front of us when we're constructing a academic argument and we present that. Um, and we make choices about what is in and what is out in order to give a clarity of argument or clarity of information. WikiLeaks created this page in saying, we're gonna get your information out there, just drop whatever you want to us. So people drop information to them and then they want to get the full information out there and they think that, yeah, that's going to be fine. Hmm. Information can be twisted and certain points and parts of that information should be out and certain parts and points of that information probably shouldn't be out because it involves individuals. And also it makes the argument or makes what the main point of dropping that information gray. Hmm. It, it's unnecessary um, and it's murky. Like what do you need 5,000 pages of information for if the whole point of that 5,000 page document is that that military leader in that country is a corrupt fuckwit and is embezzling funds? Yeah. Just it, release it's that. putting a lot of trust on those people that you're giving them the, um, all that, that files to as well. Because my understanding yeah. is that, that they don't really curate it at all. They actually just no. basically info dump and said, here is the info dump. Do with it what you will. We will get you to sign this little contract that says you will try and minimize harm, blah, blah, blah. But essentially, it's putting all that responsibility into these small-time journalists in, you know, Tajikistan, weird kind of, it's not weird, but small minority countries to try and then decide what information they're going to um, release in the media, what they're going to, what they're going to redact, whose names they will move. It's a lot of pressure. And also in general, it's a lot of pressure. So when the first, um, one of the first WikiLeaks was Assange met up with all the journalists to try and think of the best way to get the information out there. So he met with, you know, the Guardian, blah, blah, blah. So he yeah, met over times. a period yeah. of weeks to try and work out how, I think, I can't remember which which uh, info dump it was. I think it was the, maybe one of the Afghanistan, Afghanistan files. Afghanistan files. Yeah. But they, there was so much data there. I think there was like millions of documents and you know, Assange was like, yeah, I've redacted, I've redacted. And in the end, he hadn't. So mm. the media redacted and then he just put it all on WikiLeaks anyway. So mm. there's definitely some irresponsibility there going. Because I, I think if you, I, I can't remember the words they use, but not like a freedom, uh, like a, almost like an anarchist, like a, what do you call it? Like an information anarchist. Like if you, if you believe that all information should be accessible to everybody at all times and there should be this real transparency, I don't think that's a good enough excuse. I don't know. It's difficult because neither do I think he has blood on his hands and all that sort of stuff. I didn't like the way that the media then turned all turned against him. They're all happy to use his sources until they didn't want to. And then it was suddenly Assange is the devil. I didn't like that flip. It's like mm. you're with us when you're helping us. And then you're, and then they just really distance themselves from Assange. So I didn't like that either. Mm. I guess what I'm trying to say though, is that I agree that there should have been more responsibility with the information. I do not believe necessarily that all information should be accessible to everybody. There's a, there are some reasons that are good that, that this information is kept from the public. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think that individuals' lives um, who are innocent um, is, is a reason for that. Because saying, like doing an information drop of someone who is corrupt um, assumes that then the public can act against that person. In reality, those people are still there. Yeah. So... 
what what happens with that information um it's then used against people who did the the leak or um and or and um it is used to um get people that are mentioned in those documents and people have died over this information yeah um getting a journalist to sign a bit of paper saying that they're going to redact does not forego your right and responsibility that you've taken on by getting the information. Yeah. The information has been given to WikiLeaks because they promised to get that information out there to make sure that it's going to be heard, um, uh, you know, wide, um, which means that there is, is a requirement for curation there. And it's a lot of work to be taken on. So yeah, it's, also, it's so much responsibility, Ben. Like you, like, and I guess what I do like is at least they're reaching out to people in those countries for cables and diplomatic cables that would affect those countries. So to me, that kind of makes sense. Like it would be worse if you were just releasing it all from America and it's affecting, like I hope that the journalist in Kazakhstan would know what information should be kept, like, you know, kept to oneself and what information should be shared. But it's a lot of responsibility. You're essentially playing, like that role that that person has to decide what should be kept and what shouldn't. It's, it's a lot of responsibility. And I don't know what I think about it all. Mm. Um, but I... Well, I'm not, I guess, I'm not yeah. on the side of, of Hillary Clinton saying that it's, it's completely wrong what's happened. I just think that there should be more effort for the curation of the information and that right and responsibility falls on the leadership of WikiLeaks, who made that promise that that information is going to be put into the right hands. And it, it, it hasn't. It, it wasn't. No. And also, I think they just outright lied that, that, you know, what's the point of spending the time with all these media places to try and get them to help you to redact certain things and then just submitting it all on WikiLeaks, you know, a month yeah. later? What's the point of that? Yeah, that's right. But I don't know. I guess in their minds, they think that all media, like all information, should be accessible to everybody. Is that like the idea? It's quite a, um, un not unusual, but quite extreme view of information. Hmm. And it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit too faced for them to to do that because they, they they say that yes, but they don't information uh, release information about their own whereabouts and their own. Yeah. Um, you know, actions. And they say that Assange does this by saying that he is in danger because of the US due to this. Can you not see that he's put people in danger by the release of information? Not US people, but, you know, individuals in yeah. those countries. That's not right. Yeah, it's also funny when he says WikiLeaks has a principle of whatever he says, like palm minimization, and then it goes to the next, like, like the Guardian report or whatever, and he's like, they never had anything like that. Like, mm. like it was yeah. just a lie. Like, yeah. um, and it, what's that other quote? He has something in the way he says he never said it, but it was to do with um, that he thought the Afghanistani people that um, gave intel to soldiers just sort of almost deserved to be killed if yeah, they were Yeah. Which is pretty extreme. <sighs> Um, and I don't know. And I also do not like the way that WikiLeaks like seems to manipulate the election yeah. either in the, in the most recent one we watched, um, because yeah, the, so this is the U S election from Hillary Clinton and, uh, Trump. Yeah. I, that was quite disturbing too. Just the way that it was drip fed, like 
you know, then there's all these accusations whether they whether Assange was working with Russia or blah blah blah. But I mean, it, it's not blind. Freddie could see the fact that he was drip feeding Hillary Clinton leaks, you know, week by week. Yeah. He was trying to harm the election. You know what I mean? Well, it he, wasn't... he outwardly said that it'd be better to have a Republican in the House rather than a Democrat, particularly yeah. Hillary Clinton because she's a autocrat. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, fair enough. I don't like Clinton. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm a Bernie guy, so <laughs> uh, yeah. really, really don't like Clinton. I didn't like what she stood for. Um, and yes, she's an autocrat. Um, doesn't mean that Trump's any better. No. Like, that's it's just not. Um, yeah. But there's more going on in that election. That last documentary, I think, in saying that the, the Democrats... Um, like c- carrying the Democrats' lines that, oh, it was WikiLeaks, that that's why we lost the election. They're looking for an excuse as to why Hillary Clinton lost that election. She yeah. lost the election because she lost the Rust Belt, because people had lost their jobs, have been paying for private health care, you know, for generations, um, have been Democrat-safe states for quite a number of years, and they are peddled the same line. And then you get a crazy head fuckwit in the corner of the room, Donald Trump, who says, I'm going to make your lives better. I'm going to drain the swamp. I'm going to get rid of the corruption. I'll make it easier for you. And they took a punt on it. And that's what happened in states like Michigan, where you yeah, have, yeah. you know, Labor, as in Australia, Labor, Labor type voters or Democrat voters um, turning against the Democrats because they did not want to vote for exactly the same thing. They wanted change. This is what Obama understood. He understood yeah. the element of change. And his, his whole um, election campaign was on that. Whereas uh, Clinton came out as arrogant. You know, I'm going to be the next woman president. And, you know, I am going to be doing this. And this, this stance and just saying, well, the election's already made, a deci- uh, has the decisions been made for me? And we're going to start measuring the office and choosing the carpet now, even before I've got there. Yeah. The people didn't choose that. Um, so I think that the blame that's that's laid upon WikiLeaks for throwing the election, I think it's overstated. Um, but I find it quite interesting, the connection between Russia and WikiLeaks, um, which is spoken about at the end, because mm. it doesn't say that WikiLeaks is using information for Russia. It's rather saying that Russia used WikiLeaks in order to cause instability in an election. And I think that there is some merit probably to that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And like, I, I agree. I prefer Bernie and over um, Clinton, but what I didn't like is that it sort of seems a bit hypocritical, you know, on one hand you have all the information should be out. WikiLeaks is trying to be something almost, almost apolitical in the way that it's like this, this is all the information. And I feel like his hatred of Hillary because um, Clinton, she was um, head of security or something, right. Yeah. Or head of, um, or whatever, but when she was obviously very anti-WikiLeaks, and you see all those messages of Assange being like specifically wanting things that made Clinton look bad. So you, just like before, we were talking about that the information should be curated. I think it also should should not have such a strong bias politically either, and and that's yeah. what I didn't really like. I feel like it should have had dirt on Trump as well, and it should have tried to have a like you know there's plenty you want, of dirt on Trump. You want the peeing video in Russia? Yeah, well, but I just mean it should have been even weed on by two prostitutes. You want to see that? Yeah, I don't want to see that. But but don't you think, Ben? Like it should have just been more even. 
and yep. more like w not with such a clear agenda that to me just made it look weird and then on top of that you have him talking that russian talk show which is weird <laughs> like yeah. you know a country that is very um opposed to freedom of speech you know and quite um aggressive towards anyone that speaks otherwise for him to then be on a um hey, you should show. speak to kasparov i talked to the he should speak to kasparov speak to the the previous um you know chess champion around the world who is well known and he's only protected because he is well known the battles that he's had with the uh putin administration and you know the the former kgb agents talk to them like yeah. that <laughs> shows you what what type of country you're dealing with and you're protect and you're you're um you know willingly taking on the information now i think russia does some good um absolutely but yeah i i don't think that that's the um the shining light of freedom of information around the world yeah no and also like the dinners with assange like you know trying to raise money for his court fees i don't know i feel like it just all descended into some kind of weird um julian assange show where it was his political agenda now it's his it's just all of him and not so much about maybe the noble beginnings of it. I don't know. I don't really know enough. I've never been, I've never been a huge fan or really against Assange. I've been a bit indifferent, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Ben? No, I agree. I agree. Um, it is, yeah, it is very much the uh, Assange show. Um, so he's in jail at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. No, I don't. I definitely don't think he should be put to death or anything. Like I think that that the that whistleblowing and revealing corruption is, is quite a, a noble thing. I I don't think anybody should be put to death or anything over it. No, no. But he's he is an enemy of whatever laws that they've they've quoted in the US. Mm, they keep changing he's, it too, right? <laughs> They do, yeah, yeah, and they whatever, whatever shit they can get to stick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and his lawyers are asking for the Australian government to step in, and protect him, you know, mm. provide sanctity, and that's the whole point of why he steps into the Ecuadorian embassy, because um, he feels like the UK isn't going to protect him based upon him being an Australian citizen, and the Australian government yeah. isn't going to protect him, so he's got no no other uh you know um point of call but then steps into the ecuadorian embassy after befriending the president of ecuador um uh and then he he is is labeled with some level of corruption as well which is mm -hmm. again interesting um so yeah he steps into that embassy and then um stays there trying to not face up to charges until ecuador wants a relationship with America due to a change mm -hmm. of government. Um, and yeah, there, there he, he is, is pulled out of the, the embassy. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it is what it is. I think he, he will run his own show and WikiLeaks has become that Assange show. Um, what what happens to the management of WikiLeaks now that he he's in jail um, and whether it continues on in a certain way, not sure. But I think it's been marred um, 
by a number of things. And yes, the US election is one of those things. So people of the left would, would think possibly that it's because of WikiLeaks that we have Donald Trump in the White House. And like I said, I, I don't, I think there's more to that. I don't, I think, mm. you know, that's doesn't quite follow. Um, yeah, I, I just don't see how they, they gain any ground from here um, unless they do. Mm. Complete it's it's not a good look to milk sources though that's for sure you know and they have some of the conversations between him and the the russian um hacker that was really a member of the russian government right and they have yeah. conversations with him being like have you got anything else on hillary you know like that and the way that he apparently did that with manning as well being like do you have anything else or like he has that quote where he's like i think manning tries to stop and he sends a comment being something like once curiosity started it's hard to stop or something like that and so the idea that he's sort of milking the sources i think is pretty horrible as well like you know like it's a big risk and obviously it's been a huge risk for manning mm. you know and yeah. i and i just think that assange is almost it's almost like whatever kind of goal he sets it doesn't matter who's hurt on the in the um in the outcome if that makes sense it's very um quite aggressive and not very um looking at the effect that he might have all the damage he will cause, if that makes sense. That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Um, yeah. That inability to see the innocence of the individual that can be damaged because of this um, and claiming that that narrative is actually kowtowing to the corruption of the U S state. Again, it's, it's, it's a very, limited view of of the world and viewing it from your own perspective and your own philosophy or whatever that is um mm. yeah yeah it'd be interesting to see what happens to him mm. i hope he doesn't get corona in the prisons of yeah prison. you don't want anyone to suffer like that that's that'd be no. terrible but yeah it's um yeah it is interesting sorry no, you're right. very cranky delivery driver because i didn't open the door immediately <laughs> i got this Ooh. Ooh. shiny bow adapter nice i should leave this actually in the podcast <laughs> I'm opening i'm opening a package Ooh, it's a um boxing unboxing video you know what <laughs> yeah there's two there's a fan of this these type of videos which is mark oh, i know he loves it yeah, but he'll leave a long pause as well, Ben, just so that everybody can get really shitty. Can you see what this is? Oh, wow. Power adapter. adapter. Yeah. And can you read what that is? Can you read that Ooh, word? Yeah, it says Scott HDTV, <laughs> a shiny bow Scott. Yeah. Mark is triggered by <laughs> Scott. He hates it. Oh, really? Yeah. Scott in particular? Scott, yeah. He, he finds it useless. It should just is be it the thing. Just a company cable. or something or no it's a it's a uh, french term and it just means a universal adapter basically oh so, right yeah that, so we, does that mean we've upset mark on two different levels because one yeah. we're, we're showing things that you can't <laughs> see and we're talking about technology that he hates that's why i, I got you to do it <laughs> the mysterious nice. world of me uh, <laughs> i think we're pretty much done on a sign is there anything else you wanted to say Oh, I want to have a look at my, my SCART adapter. Oh, sorry. I'm still doing SCART adapter. Input is to 240 volts. That's cool. Wow. Bend those, bend those little pins and then we'll be right. Nice. Mm. Um, look, Assange, yeah, I think we're done. He's in jail. Yep. 
Um, and there's a pending court case with the women as well, right? That's still ongoing. Yeah, that's pending. And then the US want to um, <laughs> put him on not, trial. Not uh, looking good. According to the WikiLeaks people, there's a secret trial happening in Arizona, Arizona, mm -hmm. like in the desert or something. <laughs> that keep it's putting, weird. like, they, they keep trialing him for different things. Mm -hmm. It's it's like it's that thing what you said at the beginning. Which how much truth is there in this, and what is true and what is not true? Mm. Doesn't always swallow. Like it's very hard to to follow exactly what's going on in the the Assange universe. Definitely, um, and I think from the ones we watched, I think Media Sun's interesting if you want to see a more kind of like close up view of WikiLeaks. Um, but I think the WikiLeaks we sell secrets, and then the the final four corners hero or villain, I found the most useful. Um, yeah. I, th I thought Sex and Lies was a good, but it, it just got very repetitive, Ben, and I got so sick of seeing the same footage uh, of the soldiers shooting civilians from the plane over and over again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah. in the last one, I was skipping it. Like, skip, 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 because it's so horrible. I'm like, I've already seen it twice. <laughs> mm. And then the, you know, and then a fourth time, I was like, please, like, I, I forget which, which, what the name of that video is, but basically it's where they've shot these reporters thinking they had a gun and they just had a camera and they killed like little children and it's just so bad. And yeah, well, the, the most yeah. heartbreaking thing about it is that van that was there, which is driving away, isn't even connected to those people at all. And it's just a dad taking his kids to school. Yeah, it's right. awful. That's and you can see this, the soldiers too being like, yeah, quick, get them, you know, like being all like it's some kind of video game. And, and it's just horrible. Yeah. And what I don't like either, Ben, is that when these have been released, as soon as it became a Julian Assange show and let's go after Julian Assange, all those videos, it's like they just got forgotten. It's like it didn't shake up the military. It didn't shake up the army. No one really lost no. their jobs. It just went business as usual. And it was really smart actually for America to to do that because it ended up saying saying the blood's on your hands julian even though they've done that and, and i'm not saying that julian was completely blameless but but i mean they've they've done they've you know set those they've done horrible things in war in those mm. war settings and it's like that's all being forgotten and that's just such a shame isn't it that that it wasn't about what it should have been which was about the military you know mistakes and what they've done yeah. and that's that's the whole thing that daniel berg you know the, the guy with the glasses yeah That's the his guardian guy. No, 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 no the, oh. the WikiLeaks guy the guy that oh, was yeah. pushed aside made redundant oh, yeah. or whatever yeah um, assange no assange says he steps him down he steps him down <laughs> because as a ceo or something the, yeah. yeah yeah um that's berg's whole point that if assange would continue then WikiLeaks would become the Assange show because of that court case. No deal with the court case, you know, go in hiding, do whatever you like, but step down so that WikiLeaks won't be marred from the job that it's doing, which is so important. Yeah. And Assange didn't do that. And it no, turns no. out what Berg was saying this whole time is true. It did become the Assange show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, just seems like a shame that, that, it, the trajectory it just moved away fr from that and, and i don't think just assigned just to blame i think the american media played a big part in that and about talking about this hypothetical blood when they had actual blood on their hands in that video but it was mm. it didn't matter it was about the hypothetical blood that could come later and it did i'm not saying it didn't but 
but there was also blood on the hand of the the military commander, the soldiers shooting the guns. That you know, like, yeah. why is that being forgotten? Hmm. Yeah, it's just it's just tragic. The whole thing just seems so tragic. Like that, you know, Manning's story is tragic. That the that the story got hijacked by Julian Assange is tragic. It's just such a shame. Hmm. Agree. Just in general, um, and I and I hope. Oh, I don't even know what I hope. I, I also think it's going to be interesting. <laughs> it will be interesting if Julian Assange ends up getting um, charged as a journalist too. And, and you see that in the last mm. video that a lot of journalists are worried. Even people that had stood up and said that they didn't like Assange are really worried that if this sets a precedent that he can be um, persecuted on that. Well, hang on. So, yeah, that's... <laughs> Okay, so that's that's the defense of WikiLeaks that that also well, Assange's group that he's a journalist and he should be protected by that, not protected as a whistleblower, but protected as as a journalist. Now, because he's not a whistleblower, because he hasn't released the information. No, he pushes the information out. Is he a journalist? Is there some level of curation that's required to be a journalist? And I think there is. I don't think he's a journalist. I don't think he's a a um a a you know a whistleblower i don't know where what he falls under really mm. that's what the whole puzzling thing about it is like he's like he's he's just an information um sharer spreader. <laughs> spreader, yeah yeah, like yeah if, he, if he's true. a bloody journalist what we're going to call every blogger or releaser of information a journalist mm. on youtube and and you know online is that is that really where we're at? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I guess it, it matters what he's being charged for. Is he being charged for sharing the information? Is he being charged for yeah. and like that's, what aspect? Is the well, this that? is the US that they say, oh, okay, yeah, he's broken this you know, espionage charge. Espionage act of 19, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. Like, uh, yeah. Um, they, he released information that was secret to the US military and protected under their laws. Yeah. That information was released to him. Manning served those charges. Um, so he was the one, uh, he, she now, so she was the one that released that information and has been charged for that. What else can you claim? What else can you charge Assange for? Really? That's if you're taking away the, the Swedish stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Like the, so the, you don't worry about that. So this is the US legal cases. Yeah, well, also because we don't know who else, um, because they have a, a, an anonymity of the sources that are given too. We don't mm. know who's who else has um, dumped information on. Yeah, so, so what is that? What they're after? They're after finding out yeah. the holes are in their own sources. I think... <laughs> it's true. It's not much to go for it from, but you, they you just can't. hate him so much that they're trying, they're throwing everything they can. You can't run an organisation like that. You can't run a country like that, assuming that you can find out what everyone is thinking all the time. Mm. Like I got six staff. I'm sure some of them have not said some very nice things sometimes about me or how I run things. I'm not going to go hunt after them and try and get rid of them. No. Like, or, you know, try and seek out one person to rat on those other people. You'd be paranoid about the world if you're going about that in that way. Mm. Um, I think one of the things they're charging him on is, is telling Chelsea, how to hack into one of the um, uh, military 
firewalls or something about how to crack a password. I think that's something that they're kind of ho trying to hold on to. Like the the um, actual kind of hacking aspect, maybe. I don't know. But Chelsea found out that information from another hacker. Yeah. Well, it's all very... Um, it's all very interesting. And also there's a bit of a difference between, I felt like one of the documentaries, I think it was one of the later ones was trying to blame Assange in, in totally misleading Manny. And then another one really dismissed his role in it, said he had no, hardly any role and that he actually told Manning, um, lie to me being like, lie, tell me lies. Cause I don't want to know your source. I thought that was quite an interesting contrast. Like one was really overplaying Assange's role in, Ma in Manning releasing it. And then the other one was totally downplaying it and basically saying it was all, you know, the, the hacker that dropped him in. So that was quite interesting variation between the two. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll just see, see what happens. I, I think I agree with you, Ben. There's not a lot to really charge him with. They think they just hate him and that we'll do anything possible to, <laughs> to send yeah. a precedent that you go after the States and you're in trouble kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I also don't think that he's a Christ-like figure and we should all, like, you know, go out to the streets and demand freedom for someone. No, I think we should do that for Manny. I think she's the one who should be, we should be protesting for. Yeah. Because yeah, also there, there was hardly any security on a lot of that stuff too. He said she was saying that she could just bring in CDs of Rihanna and just copy so, yeah. so much information. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. And Manning is free now, so. Well, what? she's not. Yeah. No, she got um, imprisoned again after she was released, remember? No, she's she's out. She oh, was is a, she? It was only for a week. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll double oh, check so she... just to, to do a fact check. Otherwise, yeah. we'll get... We'll get, <laughs> we'll get Mark of... or Tom saying... <laughs> yeah, um, okay. Oh, that's good. I'm glad to hear if that she's released. Cause... Yeah, it was like a week or something. Like, yeah, and it was not... Um... Yeah, it's for for not appearing. Yeah, on from May 9th to sixteenth, so not even a week. Uh, Jailed in, in for contempt of court in a detention center in Alexandria, Virginia, uh, yeah. for an, and accrued a civil fine of two hundred fifty six thousand for failing to testify in front of a grand jury investigating WikiLeaks. Interesting. So she refused to test to testify yeah. against him. Yeah, that's a lot of money. $260,000. Uh, I don't think so in that, in that circle. She just called yeah. for people Couldn't to... Couldn't she have testified and just said on the stand that she didn't think there was anything wrong with WikiLeaks or something like that? I think that her view of the US legal system and yeah. military is, yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty fair enough. Anyway, um, yeah, I think the, the documentaries were good. I thought it was an interesting topic. And we definitely hit our politics of our um, intro, which we don't always do very often. No, we don't. Hmm. So we'll see, we'll see what people think. Um, oh, yeah, please hmm. write us a review, please, everybody. I'd be told oh, yes. that we, we haven't, we need we haven't to plug been it. doing this. Yeah. Review yeah, us so on all of the things. On all of the things, like glowing reviews. That'd be awesome. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what, how do you do, how do you review? Did we ever figure out how to check the reviews? Uh, I think we have like one review on iCloud, uh, the Apple. I think the Apple app allows you to review. I don't think Spotify does. But anyway, whatever you're listening to us on, on that platform, please write us a review on that. Yeah. yeah. And even if it's not able to do that, just go to that medium's Facebook page or, or website and just write them a message and tell them. <laughs> that because yeah, that's, that's just as good. Totally. Um, yeah. And yeah. 
I think that's it. And we'll chat with you guys in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.